We didn't have like a catchy walk-in. We don't always have to have a fucking walk-in. Sometimes we just start the show. I mean, I guess. I guess that's what we're doing now, right? I mean, what? Yeah. Did you who put on the music? Where did that come from? Don't we usually edit this in? Normally. I thought we just piped it in. I thought I was just... Li- I, is it just us hearing it? I think... I don't know. Who else? Who, Laura, can you hear this? I can... Just a little bit, yeah. So there's four of us in the room, but... Like, faintly... I'm not comfortable with this I don't all. know, though, that... I, you know what? I'm willing to bet that we're going to still have to edit this in. Why? I mean... Don't you think we're just hearing it? No, the music. Oh, so it's just like stuck in our head. You can't yeah. really hear it. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, that thing where a bunch of people see the same hallucination. Pareidolia. Oh, now it's gone. Yeah, it seems to. All right. No, that's not pareidolia. That's when morons think that they see Jesus in the wood paneling of the house, or the toast. Do they still eat the toast after? I, I would fucking eat would... Jesus toast all day, right? Be like, hey, hey Jesus. Is it today. still pareidolia? Pareidolia. I wonder if Jesus toast would still taste better with butter. You know what I mean? I think well, Jesus anything toast. Anything that you put on Jesus toast is probably still zero calories. Anything for you the put toast on and the butter. That's so if you true. put like a, you know, a steak on it, it's it's still zero calories. I'm pretty it's sure Jesus toast like should be unleavened. That's Jesus true. toast sounds like a really bad '90s band. No, Jesus toast sounds like a band that would play like the Burn now. <laughs> and some of them. So, uh, open Jesus, mic night. Jesus toast. I I would eat, I would I would eat John Stamos Cheetos. Like if I had a Cheeto that looked like John Stamos, I'd probably eat that. I mean, real talk. I would just eat John Stamos. That man looks <laughs> delicious, right? I bet he tastes like feta cheese. He doesn't age either. He doesn't. It's an it's incredible. Uncle Jesse has been twenty seven for like thirty years now. Good for him. Yeah, I'm jealous. All right. Uh, we we we. You know who looks like he doesn't taste delicious? It's Tony Montagna. The Tony Montagna. Whatever his name. I don't is. know I don't what know. his name is either. I'm, I'm it's like it's speculating. Like Tony, I was asking it's you. Joe Montagna. No, that's forget it. No, that's Joe. There's Joe Montana. No, Joe Montagna. Is that his? Is that who he is? Yes, because I think his name's Joe. Because he he does the voice of Fat Tony on The Simpsons, right? That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah it, Joe are Montagna. Are you sure it's it's Joe? What if we're all wrong? How funny like would Steve it be if it was Montaigne, Joe Montana? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Like, all right, hold on. I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up on the Googles. I like how everybody. Yeah, he's right there. It. I'm looking right at him. Joe Montana. Montana. Oh, Montana. Yeah, right. Oh, you know what it is? You're thinking Tony Montana from fucking. No, no, he's. Uh, no, no, no. I'm oh, talking Tony Jordan. Montana. You're thinking of Tony Montana from fucking um, Scarface. Oh yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Don't, don't like, worry. I don't like any of these Montanas. Give her some quaalo. She'll love me in the morning. But Joe Montana does the voice of Fat Tony. That's the guy. Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. That's very good. <laughs> Holy yes. shit, man. There you go, Maynard. We found a skill for you. You know what happens when you take the mask off is you sound like Joe Montana. <laughs> she says, where's the money? Give me the money. Eventually, eventually, when Maynard takes the mask off, he becomes an old Italian man. I just wanted a pizza. That's all I wanted. He's drinking coffee out of a tiny cup and a Dunkin' Donut somewhere. I think... I, I, I wonder if, if Maynard were to take the mask off again, if we could get, like, Christopher Walken to come out. Yeah. Can we get uh, Christopher Walken? Well, uh... 
I can't really do Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, not so much. Everybody wants to do Christopher Walken, like but there's only like three people on Earth who can do Christopher Walken. I try it, and it's embarrassing. I can do it like if I'm not under pressure and there's no one around, really. Like I'm just talking to one person. I can do a pretty okay one. Not, it's not good, but it's okay. You know who does a good a good Christopher Walken? He'll be on. He'll be on the next episode. Jesse. Christopher Walken. Yeah. No, Jesse. Jesse. Oh. Oh yeah, Jesse. He also does the good Arnold. Hey, how about we not plug other guests on this episode? I'm just saying. I just think it'd be kind of fun, like. To no, get that him. kid's funny as shit, but he's not on the episode right now. I understand. So let's, let's but move we're on. talking about Christopher Walken. Well, you know who does a good Christopher Walken is Dave Grohl. If you've ever heard his. Does he? Can we get Dave oh. Grohl? Because oh, that'd be a big, that'd oh, be a man, big find. Please. Hey, you know what? You know what though? I'm thinking right now is that no one tuned in to hear us talk about who can do a Christopher Walken episode. Well, so why don't we do this? Hey, fans, why don't you fucking? <laughs> why don't you do your own Christopher? Walken Do a Christopher Walken and send it to us on the timeline if you get the balls to do it. If you don't, that's okay. But if you do it, we will give you a signed script of this show. Of this episode, did you just, just tell everyone script? this show is scripted? We, I think they knew because I read the same bullshit every fucking episode. <laughs> we have some of a script. I, we, we, we keep some things out. Okay. All right. Uh, we should probably get started because we've wasted like 15, 20 minutes on talking about bullshit. Only five. Don't worry. All right. Uh, uh, Jordan, let's go with the dick news. Speaking of bullshit. Jesus, you just want me to whip it right out, huh? <laughs> Un- unbelievable, this guy. That's what he said. Uh, all right. A bicyclist from this state stole some underwear from a sex shop. Oh, man. There's a key twist. He was a naked bicyclist. So, hold time out. There's so many levels here. I got to break it down. So, we're talking about a, a guy who was riding a bicycle with no clothes on, went into a sex shop and stole underwear with no clothes on, Yeah. then got back on his bicycle, still sans pants, and rode away with stolen underwear from a pawn shop. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Well, I mean, this has to be Florida. What do you got, Maynard? Where Where do you think this is from? Uh, South Carolina. If it's a cold place, I'm gonna be super fucking mad. I was just gonna say mad. it has to be something fairly south. I'm gonna say Texas. Naked Florida bicyclist. Yes! Stole underwear from sex shop, cops allege. This is the first time that we've done this show that I've won this one. I'm so proud of myself. A man in Florida was seen pedaling a bike in the nude before swiping underwear from a sex shop. Police reported saying the man was under arrest. It all happened this past Thursday, which is like... It all happened in Wilton Manors in Broward County, where police say they responded after getting reports from concerned citizens of a naked man riding down the street. Wasn't Broward County the county in Stand By Me? Yes. Why does nothing good happen in a Broward County? Broward Broward County is uh, also on Live PD, I believe. And isn't Broward County also the same county from the West Memphis fr- West Memphis Three? I don't know. I'm I, not. Anyway, okay. So, all right. Continue so with anyway, the story. Uh, I need to know what's I, going on. I think on. it's great that there were some concerned citizens. That called this in. Like, if I saw a naked guy riding down the street on a bicycle, I'd be like, "That takes balls." Yeah. <laughs> uh, did there. And if they hang low enough, the bike chain will take the balls. Ooh, oh, that's a uh, that's uncomfortable. There's a lot of things you shouldn't do while naked, like squatting and fixing a bike. There's yeah. No, don't squat and fix your bike. Uh, that's not like the right thing to do. Off. If you're naked. Yeah. If your chain pops off, then I would just just let it go. Wait, anyway, so here's what I need to I need to know this immediately. Was it chafing? 
Because I feel like if you're not wearing clothes and you're riding a bike, there's some chafing. What type of bike seat do you think he had? Yeah, I was going to say. Is, definitely is it like a, a banana, banana seat. seat. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, right? It have to be. Uh, it all happened. Uh, okay, so after if those... If it wasn't a banana seat with before, With like a gel cover. I would love to like hear the 911. <laughs> <laughs> extra cushy, you know. I, I think I'm going to start looking for the 911 calls that come in for this. Like, if I could... Like, See if public, you could track them public, down for us. Yeah, public request. Well, especially like, in public. Florida, because they, uh, they have the blue sky laws where they, yeah, you, public, know, you can learn anything. Public records requests. I just want to hear, like... I want to. I need to know. Uh, after those initial calls, the man entered the sex shop where he donned underwear that he took off the shelf and offered to pay for it with his bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> like a trade? I'll, I'll gladly give you. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today. <laughs> uh, How much for this uh, crotchless pair of panties? Would it cost you? Two or three streamers from my bicycle. The man left. The man left the shop without paying for the underwear and without his bike. Am I the only one who's thinking the bicycle race by Queen right now? To ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. <laughs> right? No, you're not wrong. He left the business, continuing to walk up and down Wilton Drive in Broward County, where he removed the stolen clothing item, again exposing his sexual organs in public, clearly visible to passing motorists. And bystanders. Didn't we cover this on a recent episode where somebody had their dick out? Yeah, but he was airing it out. Remember? Oh, that's right. It was just it was just happened to be uh, it was he, hot in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was the last episode. Remember, he sniffed his fingers. It wasn't the last episode. It was a couple episodes ago. No, no, it was just. Well, I mean, it was. I don't know. From, the last one we recorded. From where, yeah, no, from where we're recording now. Yes. It was the last one that, that came. It was episode nineteen. Episode nineteen. Oh, all right. Yeah, somewhere I don't know. I can't. I don't know. They're all kind of just... I don't know. We've, we've been done so many that they're just all blending together. Hey, man, this is our one-year anniversary, by the way. The man was booked as John Smith. Today? No. no, but this week. Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't believe it. We've been doing this nonsense for a year straight. I don't believe it. All right, well, continue. continue. We we need more dicks, please. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm going to go with a what's in your wallet, actually. It's, or maybe news from... Da- this is more like news from down under. News. So it includes a b-hole. News from down under. Um, I love I love the byline on this. Well, fucking read it to the Come rest on. of us because we can't see your phone from here. <laughs> Vaginal steaming leaves woman with second degree burn. Oh! oh. Yo, to get the wrinkles steaming. out, I think. I don't right? even have oh. a vagina, and I get, <laughs> get wrinkles out. <laughs> I don't even have a vagina, and that sounds super. Is this like uh, the the warning you get when it says "Do not iron clothes"? <laughs> <laughs> Do not steam vagina. Well, that's a that's a Gwyneth Paltrow move, isn't it? She's she's all about that. Not only does she steam her vag, but then she also puts jade eggs up there for no reason. There's reasons, what? I'm sure. Uh-huh. I think she just wants to know what it feels like to be a rock chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a hot mess. Oh, God. (laughs) Where did you get this article from? Is it BBC again? No, this is Fox News, actually. Talk about a hot mess from Fox News? Yeah, right? That's that's brave. The irony. A woman who attempted so-called vaginal steaming suffered second-degree burn, according to a case of the Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology out of what country? Ah, what country? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Canada... Uh, Ireland. 
Brazil. Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology in Canada. Holy yes! shit! Yes! Oh, two! I'm on motherfucking fire! All right. The unnamed 62-year-old woman tried the method in an attempt to reduce... 60 vagin- fucking two? Why Wait. is she doing anything to her vagina? That thing should be closed for business. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, done, Grandma. Unfortunately, the unnamed 62-year-old woman tried the method in an attempt to reduce vaginal prolapse. Vaginal prolapse? What? So it started falling out. Yeah. Yeah, the bottom gave out. Oh. <laughs> wow, happen? It started to oh. rust. The tires are bald. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't like this. The, the undercarriage rusted can out. I, can I just can I just ask? Do we know oh, if she man. had like a lot of kids? Is this a Dugga situation where, you know, she's got twenty one children? All right. So the. Uh, I'm not going to go into what it describes because we all know what a prolapse is. I'm not going to have to. Uh, and, and actually, if you don't know what it is, don't Google the prolapse. Outside, the outside anything. is, I mean, the inside is coming outside. So the woman reportedly attempted vaginal steaming. The process of getting hot steam into one's vagina after a doctor who was treating her prolapse recommended surgery. So yeah. I'm going to listen to the doctor and then say no. Anyway, the traditional Chinese doctor then purportedly recommended the woman try vaginal steaming. It's not a dumpling. <laughs> telling the woman to prepare a pan of boiling water mixed with herbal medicine and put this pan in the rim of her toilet bowl. Uh, okay. She then sat over the steam for roughly 20 minutes, doing this each day for a series of days. Uh, later, after noticing she had... Uh, Some swelling and redness? Yeah, that's a better way to, deter- to describe this. I, I have to... Wait, though. Cause she went to the emergency room where they told her she had How do you see the burns. swelling and redness when your vagina there is was, on the outside? There was some bleeding. Oh, there was some bleeding. Yeah. Okay. And I'm figuring at 62, she was probably in menopause. Yeah, she probably already had the menopause, so it's not... There's no scientific evidence that vaginal steaming does anything. <laughs> this has been but the it's worst gained popularity after the show Actus we've ever done so Gwyneth far. Paltrow endorsed yeah, it. Yeah, I don't like any of this. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with everything that just happened right now. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I, have a, I have a better one for you. This is something that actually probably would have come is from... This, so what we just talked about, the prolapsed vagina... Is this like the ladies' version of how did you get the beans before the Franks? How did you get the beans before the Franks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna switch gears to what the hell America for the last one. And All right. All this right. is something that I think uh, comes straight from Sergeant and Maynard's uh, adventures. Are we ready? Oh, blank man. Blank what man. Blank man. Yeah, right. That's a terrible movie. Uh, Very excited. Again, this is uh, the, uh, you guessed the state. Uh, man from this state sparks fire on roof using Roman candle to kill hornets. Kentucky. Ah, uh, it's Massachusetts. West Virginia. Massachusetts man sparks oh! fire on roof using Roman candle to kill hornets. I told you, this guy's, this this came from you two. I, I really think... Okay. Well, I was recently in Kentucky, so that's probably... A Massachusetts man sparked a fire in his family home, his family's family home's roof last week as he was trying to get rid of a pesky hornet's nest. God damn, that is amazing. Dave Schmeda? Schmeda? Oh, Sturbridge tried fire. (laughs) First tried using Raid. Sturbridge, well that doesn't shock me at all. He first tried using Raid, an insecticide that didn't work, so he decided to use a firework instead. (laughs) What a fucking moron. It worked. Video taken by his brother shows Dave firing three shots towards the hornet's nest. Nestled into the corner of the roof. On the Do we third have floor video? Do you have video right now? Yeah. That's Western Mass, though. They got weird accents out there. 
Have you heard a Western Mass accent? Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, wait, stop. Stop the fireworks that we can't control. So there's a... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pass this around because there's a picture of the fire. This fucking makes my day. I mean, you. You'd... It, it like they literally lit like the third floor of their house. Jordan, please make sure Jeez, you put this on the website. Know, I'll, I'll tweet is, yeah, it out. I'll says, tweet it this out. was not the best way to take down a hornet's nest. You think? Yeah, gosh, no, I wonder. I wonder why you'd think that, considering your house is engulfed in white smoke and phosphorus right now. <laughs> Laura, I don't know if you can see it from across the room, but that's... Yeah, that doesn't look right. There might be nothing more more masculine and stupid at the same time than shooting a hornet's nest with fireworks. Uh, So his first three shots missed. Oh, they did. But the fourth hit its target, and the hornet's nest went up in flames. Uh, They posted the video to Twitter on August 12th, writing, this is not the best way to take the hornet's nest. Yeah, you lit your house on fire, you dildo. What did you think was going to happen? They went upstairs to put the the nest out with a fire extinguisher. He can be seen in the window, <laughs> leaning out the window with a fire extinguisher. The roof suffered minimal damage. Some boards were burned, and now there's a small hole in the house. <laughs> but I did get rid of the bees, so I would say mission accomplished. Oh, my fucking God. Next day, next day he's on the Sturbridge Facebook uh, town group. You're like, anybody know anybody that does roofs for uh, cheap money? So oh, uh, I just have to point this out. Uh, not only was this man stupid enough to shoot fireworks at his own house, uh, but fireworks are illegal in Massachusetts, and they posted the video he's committed a crime. <laughs> well, yeah, but no cop is going to arrest a guy for shooting his house with a Roman candle. Uh, yeah, but the fine is pretty bad. Uh, I don't think they it's They will gonna... actually, like, fine. Like, I, mean, it's... I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? He might, he might get away th- with it. I think at that point they're going to be like, you've suffered enough. Yeah, you're, It's not worth filing the paperwork. You're dumb enough that you don't deserve. <laughs> Unfortunately. He, he's not going to do it again. Put it that way. Yeah. No, he's definitely not. Uh, that's all He's been rehabilitated. <laughs> all right. All right. So, yeah. on that note, welcome to the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like sleeping in the wet spot, but you're single, and you're not exactly sure why your bed's wet. (laughs) 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 You're welcome, Jordan. You're welcome. My name is Saj. With me is Maynard, and joining us as usual is our dedicated you guy, Jordan. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules, and Jordan is at CG Super Jordan. The show is at C underscore G underscore Supernormal. So many underscores. Yeah, there's a lot there. You couldn't have made that easier for everybody? Uh, everything everything that was already easy was taken. How is CG ne- supernormal taken? It's not a real word. It's never too late to change. No, nah, You're not verified. You we'll, can do we'll, Should we just change the name of the podcast? To the C underscore G underscore <laughs> supernormal? No, no, no. Let's just change it to something easier. No. Like, Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal is an awesome name. Shut the fuck up. We're not changing it. Why would we change it? You sounded a little a little bit like Muttley there. If you Google Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal, what's the first thing that comes up? Yeah, you can't ruin your Goog. All right. Anyway, anyway. Uh, you can also follow our host at branded underscore sports. Or check out their website at thebrandedsports.com. Right now, I'm in a contest at branded sports 
with uh, Game Day Live, I believe it's called. You've actually won some games? Yeah. Notre Dame. But the only problem is college football rules are fucking voodoo. So Notre Dame could go undefeated and still not make the goddamn playoffs for some reason. So uh, keep rooting for Notre Dame and maybe if Papa Jojo is happy with them and sacrifices two chickens will win. I don't know how it works. But uh, if they win, I get to go down to some farmer's market called the Peach Bowl, and that sounds pretty good. Uh, they also have some other great uh, podcasts at the Branded Sports, so check them out. Their website's uh, looking pretty nice these days. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they got fucking Harry Mays. That guy's insane. Yeah. Not insane like he's pooping in the corner and throwing tin foil balls at people, but he's, like, good, you know. All right, and if you like our show, leave us a review on iTunes. We need your love, and we really like our show. And if you really like our show, you can support us at patreon.com slash Saj the Destroyer. Please I like love. do that. I need it. I like love. Your subscription will help us make some great content in the future. And that's not just bullshit. We actually want to buy some, some more equipment so we can film a little bit more and make uh, some specialized content for yes, our website. Yeah, I saw, I, saw, uh, I saw a movie on IMDb the other night that I didn't know existed that we're going to... Uh... We're going to do a review of this movie, and it's going to be patrons only. So yeah. sign up for Patreon. The, the, am I, in, wait, the am ticket, I invited to this? Yes, uh, you are. Oh, well, this is like you, a, you are, but you, you might not like it. Yeah. The ticket to ride is like two bucks to just to get into the Patreon. If you want to give <laughs> us a little bit more, you get some special stuff. Why, why am I not? Why am yeah. I not going to like it? Nah. Uh, I think you might not like it. You anyway. might not like it. I don't know. We'll or agree out. with it. Your subscription will help Son us make some great bitch. content in the future. <laughs> Finally, if you have any questions or comments or you want to do business with us for whatever reason, uh, you can email us directly at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. It could be pro-Yeti, that's all I'm saying. Son of a bitch! Okay. Now that that's out of the way, buckle up, gang. Saj has a story. That was You have to redo that, and it wasn't very loud. What? No, the- <laughs> I'm not, not going to do that. Everybody knows that. I, I interrupted I the thing. At that point, I opened my beer. I, I interrupted the thing. I, I heard it right. It came right in. Yeah, well, shut up, Jordan. That's what she said. The Hubble Space Telescope was placed into orbit by the Space Shuttle Discovery. NASA states Hubble's didn't launch do the year. and deployment in April of 1990. That's because, you fucking dildo, you put 1990 like halfway through the thing. No, because the, no, the, the first Marked one... by the most significant advanced advancement in astronomy since Galileo's telescope. Fun fact, Hubble transmits 10 terabytes of new data a year, or the equivalent of 3,000 hours of high-quality Pornhub content, or just over 8 hours of porn a day for a year. I heard from someone else. I don't know, personally. Math is a... Math is... I was told there would be no math. (laughs) (laughs) The reunification of East and West Germany takes place doing no small thanks... To David Hasselhoff's opulent sequin jacket. Thanks, Hoff. In an effort to make tennis more edgy, John McEnroe becomes first ever player to be expelled from the Australian Open. All six people watching on TV at home were super excited about that. The first rap single to reach number one in the U.S. was Ice Ice Baby, because white people ruin everything. Thirteen paintings were stolen from the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Two thieves dressed up in police uniforms who tricked museum security into letting them access the gallery stole the paintings valued at over $500 million. 
which is approximately three packs of cigarettes in New York City. Fun fact, in that museum right now, they still have the frames. Yeah, the, the frames are empty because they're trying to... I was there recently. Like, it's really cool. It's, it's You're pretty amazing. In a, in, a, in a room with all this artwork, and there's just these empty frames, I think and they, they left them there. I think they set it up so that they have the empty frames, and now it's a, now it's a thing. People well, go there to see the empty frames now. Well, well yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. 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 But the art's still worth more than the empty frames. Yeah, agreed. Probably. Finally, Led Zeppelin releases their remastered box set. Adorned on the cover art is a photo of a crop circle, which appeared just four months earlier on July 12, 1990, in Eastfield, Alton Barnes, Wiltshire. Why does everything in England have fucking seven towns? You have seven fucking names for this one place. Wiltshire, England. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about fucking crops. Do you need a t-shirt but don't want to look like a fucking donkey? Do you want your mug to tell you to fuck yourself every morning? Well, stop shopping at fucking Kohl's, you dildo. Go to facultees.com. Your shirts are comfortable. The designs are awesome, and the customer service is pretty amazing. And I got to tell you, the prices are great for what you're getting. I own a few of these amazing shirts, but Death Unicorn is definitely my favorite and the favorite of this crazy special forces guy that I made friends with. And he's probably killed people. Anyway, up your game. Buy a shirt, and at checkout, enter the code SARGE15 to save 15%. The website is F-A-R-K-L-E-T-E-E-S dot com. So up your game, and look better than your shitbag fucking neighbors. All right, so what we're talking about tonight is crop circles, which is either the most bullshit fucking thing on earth, or aliens, or fairies, or Richard Dreyfus. Is I don't this know not? If, is this not know. when you walk by like a group of people and you fart and you just keep walking? That's crop dusting. Oh, crop yeah. dusting. No, we're talking about crop circles, which is similar but different. Like in that movie, signs with the aliens and all that stuff. <laughs> Love that movie. I, I, you know, I, that movie did not get nearly enough credit. It didn't. Like, when the alien's walking around and they first see them on the TV, and it's like, boom. Yeah, yeah. And Joaquin like, Phoenix was, was fucking amazing in that movie. Oh, yeah. I have a confession to make. You've never seen it? I've never seen oh, it. It's oh. so good. You can still watch it now. I thought your confession was that you did a little poop in your pants. You had a weird face on. You know, uh, when you fart in that little bit of what comes out? You can throw <laughs> out that chair if you want. It's, uh... Trash Day's Monday, thank God. All right, crop circles. Crop dusting. Crop circles crop date dusting. back almost 300 years. Whoa. Believed to be one of the earliest reports of crop circles was seen on a woodcut pamphlet that shows an alien-like creature laying down in a circle in a field of oats. But if anyone has seen 300-year-old art, everybody kind of looks a little bit like an alien. Um, wait, it is what? believed nope. that this woodcut you... actually illustrates... The mowing devil. Not laying down in a circle. Laying down a circle in a field of oats. Does anybody care? I think I think it's important. Do you think our listeners were like, well, I I was really into it until he said that. It's important to know that he wasn't laying down on the job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. I I apologize to everyone. 
It is believed that the woodcut actually illustrates the mowing devil, which is what I call my personal manscape in Reza. And I kind of hope that that makes it under Urban Dictionary at some point. My the mowing, mowing devil, devil sounds definitely. like a sounds a little bit like a like a sex move. It's from English folklore. The woodcut illustrates the woodcut illustration in question comes from a farmer who was feuding with a worker. The farmer said he'd pay the devil himself rather than give in to the demanded pay of the worker. If you look closely at the illustration, you'll see a devil, complete with horns and a scythe. Skithy. A skithy. Yeah, it's it's a weird spelled word when you think about it. Crop circle experts agree. I can't believe there's experts in this nonsense. How do you be, how do you become that? Uh, by hitting yourself in the head with a frying pan multiple times and then listening to Alex Jones. I'm sorry, did we not talk about uh, people who do cryptozoology? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. So this is crypto weedology. Crop circle experts agree. Crop circles didn't really receive their modern name until the 1960s. The name was coined by Colin Andrews. Though again, various woodcuts dating back to the 1600s provide some evidence of the phenomenon. Most research, most researchers, excuse me, agree that modern crop circle sensations began in 1966. <laughs> Uh, it started with a Tully event in Australia when a farmer named George Pedley. Pedley? Pedley? Pedley. Pedley? Pedley. I feel like that's how you would describe... Uh, My name's George Pedley. I feel like it, that's how you describe an, uh, like a tandem bike. It's very Pedley. <laughs> a lot of pedals. <laughs> Pedley. He heard a sound and saw a UFO rising up from a swamp. He then found a crop circle of pressed reeds... That was photographed and documented. If you want to look that up, you can just Google the Tully event or stupid thing that people believe. The police attributed the crop circles to a dust devil or water spout, which is also stupid. Yeah, who who would attribute that to a vacuum? It's a... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But some were not convinced. Newspapers reported on the events and referred to the circles as saucer nests, which is... Beautifully Australian. Saucer nest. It's Australian for crop circle. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a crop circle. This is a crop circle. I see you've played Uh, Narfi Spoonie before. (laughs) It's actually a saucer you're holding in your hand. Right, you win this round. Uh, Some of the most famous crop circles of all time include Alton Barnes Wilch for fucking dickhead named City (laughs) in southern England. As mentioned in the introduction, this occurred overnight in England. It was a whopping 430 motherfucking feet long. And it is now a tourist attraction. It's the longest thing you've ever talked about. That is 100% true. This was made even more famous by its use on the cover of that Led Zeppelin album I mentioned previously. The most impressive and complex crop circle found in June of 2008 in a barley field in Wiltshire near British Word Castle. Barbary. Sure. Barbary the formation castle. measured 150 feet in diameter. It's apparently a coded message representing the first 10 digits of pi, you which is 3141592654. And now I have a bit part on the Big Bang Theory. Astrophysicists describe this as mind-boggling. The numbers uh, have even been corrected, rounded at the tenth digit. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, they actually like it. Was... Yeah, because because no one knows how to Google Pi in two thousand eight. 
fucking. Well, I guess if you see the picture, it's more impressive. I have all the pictures. Um, I don't know what we're going to do with them, but I have them. Look, MIT put a car on the roof of a building. So I'm not 100% impressed with somebody being able to carve pie into a wheat field. I think it's actually to do it and have it done properly. And like to be uh, like as specific as it is, like it's, it measures mathematically from the center out as pie. I, I think how it's is, it, how is it a coded image? I don't understand. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you. Uh, well, so um, the way they explain it, uh, and I will show you the the crop dusting. Give me one second. Uh, well, it, it, just it, explain it so the listeners know. Yeah, because they can't see us. Talk to me like I'm a listener. So uh, there's spacing in between the the designs, essentially. And in between that spacing uh, is where the the numbers are. So I'll show you the, the actual crop circle. So that right there. <clears throat> Okay, so that it's design. a bunch of circles. So it's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so it's a, it's a whole. It's a there's a whole. Like lot it's of a circles. whole thing, but almost like a bu- almost looks like a bullseye. Yeah, it it but it accurately represents pi when it's okay. measured out and looked at. There's gotcha. a, there's there's a lot of these uh, crop circles that actually have uh, like weird messages and meanings to them that are represented. But so that that whole crop circle actually, uh, when you look at the the uh, straight lines and the pauses in between. Um, actually ends up measuring out 3.14. Wow. Oh, cool. Cool. So it's a make up <clears throat> Astrophysicists describe this as mind-boggling. The number is even correctly rounded to the tenth digit, just proving that astrophysicists are easily surprised. Lucy Pringle, greatest name in the world, a researcher of crop formations, said this is an astounding development. It's a seminal event. Name of my sex tape. August 2002... <laughs> I believe uh, the name of your sex tape was Seminal. Is this Spasholt or Spasholt? Uh, Spasholt. I'm going to say Spasholt. Spasholt? There's, there's an R in there somewhere. Spa- August 2002. There's Spasholt, also an R in there. Southern if you England, a crop formation appeared featuring classic gray alien face and a strange disc creation, which is basically a selfie in your backyard. The disc turns out to send a message in binary code when translated says, Beware of the bearer of false gifts. And their broken promises. Much pain is still to come. There is good out there. We oppose deception. Conduit closing. Bell sound. Are you fucking kidding me? That's the picture of the thing. That's a... Wow. That's, I mean, some of these, like... So this is a... Not all of them are called crop circles. It's something we get into. Do they not have television? Crop formation. In England? Is there no YouTube? But, or like, that's that's a pretty impressive... I don't know you see... Will, it's very impressive, but to me, all that says is this guy has never had sex. But it was done in complete binary, which is really, really cool. Like, it's like... Uh, well, yeah. Like I mean, computer people cool understand thing. binary, right? Yeah. They're like, we could print this on paper, or we could do it in a crop field. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, okay. I like I, uh, my especially my favorite part here is where you wrote bell sound. So the the I I uh, that was a copy and paste because the whole thing is that I think I think it's supposed to be a sound of a bell when you see it in binary. I I mean I don't know if you play it on a disc or something. Like, I don't know how binary. I know it's computer language. I know it's. I kept this word for word, which is why there's quotations around it because I didn't want to fuck up the translation. No, I appreciate that. It's just it you know <laughs> bell sound sounds. Hey, whatever. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> there it is. Lunch is served. Uh, West Woodhay, West Berkshire, England, because you need two Wests in a Western place, apparently. apparently it's not West enough. I wonder how many Wests are in West Virginia, like West, West Virginia. Anyway, um, less than an hour away from Stonehenge. One of the I was largest... going to ask how close all this stuff was to Stonehenge. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess not all of it's close, though, because some of it's southern England, as we covered previously. I mean, England's not that big, so it's all probably relatively close. Yeah, but it, what is it, like 400 miles in length? I don't know. I don't know either. England's a mystery to me. <laughs> this is the Stonehenge guy, in case you guys are all curious. I, I like that. It looks like oh, a... Wow, oh, wow, that's a nice Very, one. very intricate, pretty, right? looks nice. like when you had Snake on your old cell phone. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. If you ever snake on, or like it looks a no- like that, like, like one of the bosses in Contra. It looks like yes. you're, it looks yeah. like you're yeah. the dragon. All right. Um. So in bullshit, stupid town name, England, tw- uh, July 29, two thousand eleven, less than an hour from Stonehenge, one of the largest and most famous crop circles appears in an intricate serpent pattern. If anyone who's listening right now has played Contra, it looks like that. Or if you played a uh, uh, the pre-installed games that are Nokia, that brick phone Snake. that never died, it, it looks like that. As an average, uh, as an average of 200 crop circles were, and are occurring every year, in over 60 countries, serious researchers begin to find out ways to assess if a crop circle is a genuine thing or man-made by more stringent methods rather than. There's that noise again. That's pretty good. Um, uh, rather than the complexity of the design alone. The most famous explanation for crop circles comes from two men who claim to have making, who've been making them for over 13 years. Doug Bola and Dave Ch- Chorley? Chorley? I'd say Charlie. Dave, British last name, disclose themselves as the creators of several formations that have been deemed genuine. What time? What time are we at? Should we go to break? Uh, get sixteen minutes in. Yeah, let's go to break, and uh, we'll come back and and hit a little bit more of this. And Jordan can uh, cover some of his theories. Okay. So far, based on these pictures, I'm impressed, but still unconvinced. Much like your uh, sex tape. Unconvinced of what? Exactly. What would I be? What would you be unconvinced of? I don't know. I just, uh... We're going to play some more Contra sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. We'll come right back. Uh, enjoy whatever happens after I stop talking. Oh, hi there. Saj here. You might know me from... Wherever the fuck you know me from at this point, I mean, who knows? Anyway, I'm here to talk to you about something that you don't know me from, which is Roll Call Room with Mike and Nick. It's a podcast about police officers from a small Virginia town. And uh, for some reason, they talk a lot about people's buttholes and the terrible things that go into them and come out of them after they die. I guess they also arrest people sometimes. Anyway, I'm doing a guest spot on their show on November 24th. Check it out, Roll Call Room on iTunes and Google Podcasts. 
and uh, pretty much wherever else you can find a podcast. That's enough from me. I'm going to shut the fuck up and let you get back to the show. And we're back! And that, there's, there's an arcade in my ear right now. The most famous explanation for crop circles comes from two men, who I mentioned previously, Mr. Doug Bola and Dave Chorley. Hey. Yeah, right? Doug and Dave. Doug and Dave. Uh, basically, they said they did it. <laughs> the, um, the they went genuine. back 300 years and they did it? Good for them. <laughs> Using boards, ropes, and a sighting device, they gave a demonstration to the press. This demonstration convinced some, but was scoffed at by others. Because, I mean, when you present a conspiracy, pretty much everyone's going to believe it for a while. It was pointed out that circles have been starting to appear all over the world and in several locations on the same night. So the claim they made, all of them prior to 1987, was questioned. However, most mainstream sources considered the case closed on crop circles, despite the occurrence of increasingly complex designs in the decades that followed. Hoaxes of people known as Doug and Dave's have been claiming responsibility all over the world. Um, there's a group of about 60-plus students that created crop circle formations and filmed it to show the world that crop circle phenomenon was easily explainable. There is a problem, however. Many of these unexplained uh, circles have no claims from hoaxes because it is illegal and crop circles many times damage private property and include charges like trespassing. Despite the video evidence and credit claimed by Doug and Dave, people still doubt that all crop circles are in fact made by man. There are several claims and theories that have no scientific backing, but much like flat earthers and climate change deniers, who the fuck needs science? Oh. Here's a couple of the ideas. UFOs, due to the Tully event, UFOs are often linked to crop circles and seen in the area as balls of light and light that takes shape of beings. Now, uh, let's uh, shoot back to the Bridgewater Triangle for a second. We saw some balls of light there. Ball lightning, I yep. believe we called it. Yeah. Which, from what I understand, is fairly common to be sighted over a swamp or marshy area where some crop circles tend to appear. Go on. Um, I'm going on. Jesus, don't fucking rush me. Uh, so these often occur in and around crop circles because UFOs are still pretty taboo in the scientific community and elsewhere. People are hesitant to believe in or discuss UFOs as a direct reason of an event. Even though UFO sightings are increasing in number and have even at one point been proven by videos from the U.S. Navy. Thank you, Tom DeLong. So uh, let's just talk about that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Please, let's... Uh, What's my age again? Good one, nope. actually. I like it. That's I like mean. it. So, Take off uh, your pants and jacket. Why don't you do that? <laughs> Isn't that a cake song? Short skirt and in a long jacket. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, a Navy official has confirmed that recently released videos of unidentified flying objects are real, guys. Uh, this comes from a news article on September 18th. The uh, This is actually in time.com. So the Navy has confirmed that there are real unidentified flying objects. They call them unidentified aerial phenomena. 
Phenomenon. So I, what I love about these videos, though, is you hear the pilots, and they sound like just two frat bros. From yeah, like fucking dude. Phi Theta Kappa. They're like, yo, bro, dude. He's like, dude, dude, did you see that thing do that thing, dude? Holy shit, guy. That thing was so fast. Dude, dude. It's like, turn it, dude. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it, uh, dude, it rotated. And I'm like, what? I mean, the thing is, I know they're incredibly smart because they're pilots, and you have to be relatively smart to do that, but... They just sound like two guys with backwards visors drinking natty ice and throwing ping pong balls at sorority girls. Like the navy, Good. the navy could have said, you know, these videos are fake, Holy and shit, people would have been like, you know what, that makes sense. These two guys are like, just fucking sitting here shooting the shit. You know what though? A- There's a theory out there, and this is, this is why I don't necessarily believe that this is anything special. There's a theory out there that the United States government, and this might be my only conspiracy theory thing that I inject ever in one of our shows that I kind of believe in is that the U.S. government is trying to hide things with UFO phenomena. So what they say is, oh, yeah, no, uh, we don't know what it is. They know what the fuck it is. It's probably a drone or something like that. Well, that's what but they, they don't was, want people to know that. So they say, you know, they're like, oh, we don't know what it is. So everybody talks about it being a UFO. Your average American is going to be like a UFO. Fuck yourself. That's insane. That's not a real thing. And so everyone's going to discredit the person who saw this thing, even though it's actually probably a high-tech drone. So they're using misinformation to confuse people into believing uh, that it's well, probably nothing. Well, I mean, so realistically, though, it is just an... I mean, it's exactly what it says it is. It's an un- unidentified flying object. Oh, but come on. Nobody hears the, the term UFO... And they're like, oh, oh, yeah, it's just an unidentified flying object. Everyone thinks of a saucer. Yeah, I mean... If I were to say to you, I saw a UFO last night, what are you going to immediately think? I saw a saucer with little green men in it, and it landed in my backyard. You're not going to think, oh, he saw an aerial phenomena. I I honestly would think, how much have you had to drink? If, if you were to tell me you saw a UFO, I would <laughs> that's, be like, oh, that's, that's a how very, much has Sarge been drinking tonight? That's a very fair and realistic assessment, and I accept it. So, um, Josh Gratisher, uh, the spokesman for the Deputy Chief of Naval Operations for Information Warfare, well, that's a, that's a title, confirmed that's to time that three widely shared videos captured unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, phenomena. Phenomena. They initially confirmed this in a statement to the Black Vault, a website dedicated to declassified government documents. Uh, the Navy designates the objects contained in these videos as unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, <laughs> he tells Josh Gratisher, uh, tells Times that he was surprised by the press coverage surrounding his statement to the site, particularly around the classification of the incursions as unidentifiable, but says he hopes that it leads to UAPs being destigmatized. The reason why I'm talking about it is to drive home the seriousness of the issue. Uh, the more I talk about, the more I talk, the more our aviators and all services are more willing to come forward. Uh, he would not speculate as to what the identified, unidentified objects are in the videos. did say that they are usually proved to be mundane objects, like drones, not alien spacecraft. Well, I mean, so the thing that kills me about all this stuff is that you've got these people who are uh, saying, oh, no, it's definitely aliens or whatever. And it's like, you can't... Just because it's not something you recognize doesn't make it aliens. 
Just like 4,000 years ago when the sun went away at night doesn't mean it's a god dragging it down in the fiery pits of hell. It just means that you don't understand what's happening right now. Hey, you can't Because your that. brain isn't smart enough to figure it out. So, um... One of the videos comes from the U.S. Defense Department's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, uh, which studies videos of encounters between unidentified aerial objects in U.S. military aircraft. Uh, the unidentified objects are driven, uh, are a danger to the pilots. Um, they represent a safety hazard to aviators and security issues for all operations. Which I can understand. I mean, that would be my concern. I'd be like, I don't think this is aliens, but it's certainly not great that it's happening. Uh, so anyway, uh, the U.S. government has, in fact, said UFOs, or unidentified aerial phenomena, are uh, real things. But they aren't necessarily um, alien spacecraft. So, let's go back to... Jordan, I don't want to ruin your flow or anything, but you kind of sound like you're on NPR right now. Yeah, well, I mean, the shit that I fucking... I get the he's, the dry he's so shit. Worked up already. I get the dry <laughs> shit. Right? Like, he's so worked up. It's it's uh, you get the fun stuff, and I have like the oh here comes science. <laughs> here comes the science. You know Neil deGrasse Tyson does a great job with it. Why can't you? Because uh, I am not Neil deGrasse Tyson. I can tell that. Obviously. Naturally. There's Contra again. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> all right, all right, keep going. Uh, that, no, that's it. You, you, no, time it's... travel. Okay. So we're going to go from nonsense to worse nonsense. Time travel from a distant future. Uh, time travelers, excuse me, from a distant future are landing in formations which are created when the traveler arrives. Because when they were designing their time traveling spaceships, they were like, you know what would be cool is when this landed, it had a cool picture underneath it. W- it. I don't think it would be a time traveling spaceship. I think it would just be a time traveling like bubble or something like I don't know that. Yeah, like the Terminator. You know, he just shows up, and yeah. there he is. I, I think I think spaceships uh, are. Mm, I mean, or maybe if you believe that time travelers are creating uh, crop circles, you should just take an ice pick and jam it directly into your temple because you're too dumb to live. That is the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard in my entire life. There's, time a, there's a theory around it, and so we, I figured it should have. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not the two I'm sentence. Not mad at you? No, I get it. Obviously, you're, I'm you're just saying just I figured it should have the two sentence blurb that I put in there. That is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> time travelers. Why, why are we blaming witches at this point? Uh, oh, good. Next paragraph. Witches. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, de- oh dear. Witches. No, it just it just seems silly to me. Like time travels. Like are you obviously kidding? it seems silly, but you know the the thought of UFOs and weird, unexplainable crop circles is also kind of silly. But, but the other thing is like uh, so. What I'm thinking, and and you, you might disprove this in the next uh, section when you're talking about your stuff, is like. Aliens came all the way across the universe, and they were like, hey, let's just draw some cool pictures in their grass for a little bit. We have technology that gets us all the way across space, but once we land, well, I don't know, let's, uh, I don't know, make a few concentric circles for everybody. Well, like, there, there, there's the a theory. Serious thing I've ever heard. There, there is a theory uh, about that. All right. Well, so. you know, you're the smart guy. I'm the dummy, so you're going to tell me later anyway. But I just pronounce my R's. Well, that's what makes you smart. Government and military experiments. 
Crop circles are being studied as an actual form of communication with an unknown source. Military testing is a psychological operation to monitor public reaction to test a measure advanced secret technology. So I could kind of agree with that theory only because as somebody who's worked for the government for a brief period of time, they are dumb enough to do something that obscure and stupid to reach somebody and get their attention. So uh, one of the things that I had read while doing this, uh, and again, I, I kind of had run out of time with writing the script, but uh, the hoaxers, several hoaxers have now come forward and said that uh, different governments have paid them to uh, take credit for the hoaxes. Um, I don't know how, you know if there's any proof or evidence of that, but they've also said that farmers have actually been paid to remove crop circles and mow the, the property. They've been paid for their properties by the government um, or paid for the, the crops by the government if they've removed them the next day when crop circles arrive. So the only way, to me that actually is more plausible than any of the other theories, only because they want you to believe that something supernatural is happening so that you don't believe that something very terrestrial is happening. And we talk about, and I'll talk about this when I cast some doubt on the hoax theories, because the hoax theory is the most widely accepted theory. People are making these. Um, they're, they're pressing boards down or, or doing whatever they're doing to make the crop circles. Um, I've read several articles now that that, that kind of disprove this a little bit or um, even go as far to make you uh, believe that something else is going on. Uh, another theory that I didn't really put in here, but I I am going to just touch on real quick. Um, you guys have heard of ley lines? Yeah. The, the what yeah. now? Yeah. Ley lines. Ley lines. So they're uh, imaginary lines that... Uh, Go across the earth. <laughs> You're out of Hold it? on. I'm sorry. <coughs> I don't mean to interrupt. <coughs> Jesus Christ. So my beloved father uh, takes a trip up to Maine every September. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> and um, I love the man. You know, he, he raised me. He taught me everything I need to know about you go dump that out, please. Yeah. Disgusting. Swearing at people and whatnot. Anyway, um, he went up to Maine and he's like, what do you want me to bring you back? And I was like, bring me some lobster and whatever the local site is. Because I, I, you know. And it stings the nostrils. This son of a bitch brought me seaweed flavored cider from Maine. It, it actually hurts my nose. It's pungent. It smells... It smells a lot like all the worst places in America at low tide. Like Revere. So, um... Oh. 60% of the it, time, it works every time. It smells like Gloucester. You know when you, know when you eat asparagus and then you pee? <laughs> it smells like that. Ley lines. Have you guys heard of ley lines? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of ley lines. It's, um... Maynard's... It's, hold on. Time out. Maynard's giving me the look. Well, explain what one is. I, I so... So if you're stupid, no, no, you no, 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 magic. No. So ley lines refer to straight alignments that that are drawn between various historic structures and prominent landmarks. Oh. Uh-huh. So, so like longitude and latitude for people who've been hitting the head a lot. So they're imaginary lines that connect popular landmarks, like like for instance, like the Battle of Gettysburg. 
There's a ley line supposedly that would have gone through Gettysburg. I think the most accurate word you use there is imaginary. Um, I connect to you know like say the Washington Monument, mm-hmm. right? Like and, and they, you know that may not obviously be an exact ley line. I don't. Know. So like the Statue of Liberty like connects to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, it could. Yeah, exactly. It's so like, like a very like Dan that. Brown so if you, book sort if of you thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you pick any two spots on the planet uh, and draw a line on a map and use a ruler, it's going to be straight. So, so blew your mind. Boom. So the the problem that Sarge runs into is like there's there, these these ley lines, right? If you pick two spots on the map and you draw the line along that line, there just so happens to be a lot of other historical places or, or landmarks of interest. So, and hold on, I'm not... I just burped and seaweed came out. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, crab in the a lot of people... <laughs> sour broccoli. Uh, a lot of people oh. seem to think that the crop circles happen along lane lines. Um, and have you guys ever heard of the, um, the Sedona Valley Vortex? No, no, because I don't listen to Coast to Coast AM. What do you got? So Sedona, the Sedona vortexes are actually areas um, in the desert where uh, there's like a weird earth energy. They, that's, it's, <laughs> I know, I know, and it sounds stupid, but when you go there, um, you get all these different like feelings. Like you get like a like a tingling in your hands. Um, there are trees that are literally grown and twisted like like a corkscrew. Um, like the actual trunk of the tree is twisted like a corkscrew. Um, you know, there's like one that you, you go to the vortex and they'll actually like all the trees and everything point into one area. Um, if you actually, because Maynard's looking it up, um, like the Bell Rock Vortex, the Red Rock Crossing Cathedral Rock Vortex. Um, if you Google Vortex Twisted Juniper, you'll see what I mean about the uh, the tree um, being twisted, but so there's these spots in Sedona where the uh, people say that there's like an energy there uh, that they feel. And some where's people, Sedona? Is it California? Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Um. So. Um. Anyway, people have gone into, and this is the problem that we get into with like ghosts and whatnot. You're trying to discount people's. Uh, experiences. So, no, I'm trying to discount things that are not real. Right, I understand that. But we don't experience them, but there have been people who've gone into to crop circles and they've felt an energy there, right? And, they've, and they feel like this tingling or they they feel like the, the hair on their arms and the neck stands up. Because they're assholes. Hold on. And they believe in magic. You are... <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Continue. You're making it really, really difficult to get through this because there's actually... That's actually also the name of my sex tape. There's, there's actually... A <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's actually an explanation that would lend itself to why people are feeling this energy. Go on. Ecstasy? You did say Sedona in Arizona it sells a lot of ecstasy. Uh, 
I'm going to cast some doubt <laughs> on hoaxes when we come back. Oh. Uh, are we taking a break? We're going to take a third break, yeah. Oh, hi there. Again, it's it's uh, still Saj. I have partial editing duties this week. So uh, I want to remind you about our Patreon account. Now, I know it seems like ridiculous to give us money for a show you get for free. However, it's not free to make. It actually costs us some money. And we just updated some of our tiers, so you're going to get some cool shit if you give us some money. If you're not comfortable with just giving us money monthly, uh, I, I get it. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like you're my sugar daddy. You can also give us money on Venmo or Cash App. Our goal right now is to film an episode of uh, Maintenance Roundtable slash Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal in a haunted mill down in Rhode Island, but that's going to cost us a little bit of cash. So anything you could give would help us. If you go to my Twitter page at Bastard Profit and click on the link that says All My Links, you can find Venmo, Cash App, and Patreon. Whatever you feel most comfortable giving money to, we'll still get you whatever tiers we have on Patreon. Thank you for listening to this commercial and not fast-forwarding. I love you. I would give you a hug and a kiss if I could, but uh, given that this is an audio medium, kind of loses something in the translation. Um, I guess I could probably sing Unchained Melody for you if you want, um, but I don't recommend listening to that. You know what? I'm just going to let you go back to the show now. Thank you! So uh, where we left off, we were talking about the vortexes and the ley lines and the feelings that people get when they are in uh, these crop circles. So what? in my research, I have uncovered some kind of cool things. For instance, some crop circles have begun to display uh, a weaving pattern and the stalks in the crop circles... Like a basket? Yeah. Um, have actually been flattened in a, in a weaving, in a weaved pattern um, within the circles. But the plants were actually bent and not broken. And they were still alive and actually flowering, producing... Even when they were bent? Yeah. So when we talking bent, though, are we talking like right angle bent? Or are we just talking... Well, so this goes into are we, are we talking this like goes on in, guy in a thing. porn movie has um, a little bit of a jog. They like a dog they're leg. they're bent at various degrees. Um, some are bent up to ninety degrees um, as as like the harshest angle, and some are bent at like you know anywhere between one and in and ninety. Do we have pictures we can post? Uh, I'm sure I could get you the pictures for that. We could post them. Yes. Okay. Cool. So. Um, this is this is where things kind of get really interesting. I discovered a study uh, that was done by uh, Dr. William Levengood. He is uh, out of the University of Michigan, I believe. I hope so. He's a biophysicist, um, and he. Do you? Uh, sorry to interrupt. What does a biophysicist do? 
is it like somebody who searches for not not searches but somebody who studies kind of like the possibility of alien life is that if I were to like make that claim would I be correct uh Biophysicists are scientists who use physics to study biological systems using an interdisciplinary approach. Studies from molecules to organisms are conducted, analyzed, interpreted for scientific evidence in proving or providing information for the greater good of medicine or science. So no, no, I'd be incorrect. You would be incorrect. <laughs> they basically, basically, they are are studying. They're using physics to study. Matter. You know what it is? I conflated it with astrobiologists. Sure, that's that was my mistake. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. No, astrobiologists. I'm gonna let you walk this thing. one back a little bit. Go ahead. I do that. No, every I'm day. not walking it back. I'm saying I was 100 percent wrong, and it's an astrobiologist that I was thinking about. Okay. So, um, yeah. So some some of these plants are bent at 90 degree up to 90 degree angles, um, but they're not broken. They still are alive, and they still flower, which is uncharacteristic for plants to do that. Uh, if they were going to be bent at a 90 degree angle, you'd uh, assume that they snap. Well, so uh, to clarify though, crop circles are done like overnight, right? Um, they can be done at any time. No, no, what I'm saying though is that crop circles appear in a very short time. So when I say overnight, I just mean you go to bed with a normal crop of barley, you wake up in the next morning, and it's it's got a crop circle, right? So uh, Something gonna, like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The so, reason I mention it, the only reason I'm, I'm asking this question is because, you know, if you were to, to frame a plant, you could get it to bend at a right angle if you just tied it a certain way and then eventually yeah, grow but that, that way. But, I mean, this happens overnight, so... Well, that's what I'm trying to... That's what I was trying right, to figure out. So just keep out. Okay, keep so it mind. happens in a very quick Yeah, yeah. Keep time this in mind, this picture. I'm showing you guys a picture. Keep that in mind. It'll, it'll be on the Twitter. I'm going to hold Jordan to it. We'll actually post it this time, and, I promise. Uh, sorry, I just knocked... The we won't post anything from my sex tape, though. This is bent at a weird angle, so it might be from your sex tape. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right. So, um, between 1991 and 2001, a biophysicist named uh, William Levengood studied the stocks found within the crop circles and in the area immediately um, within and around the formations, crop formations, and he found some anomalies. Um Besides the fact that someone drew an alien face in someone's backyard. Like a different anomaly aside from that. Out of the thousands of samples that they tested, he found that there was a lengthening of the, and I'm going to get this, say this wrong, apical nodes, which is the first node of the plant stock beneath the seeded head. So an apical okay. node yes. is what you were saying? Okay. Um which seemed to be as a result of some electromagnetic or microwave energy exposure. Really? Yes. So he concluded that it was this exposure which caused the stock to bend at varying angles, up to an extreme of 90 degrees. However, it didn't kill the plant. This is referred to as the expulsion of the node. It sometimes affected only a single row of cells within the stock, Dr. Levengood stated that we do not currently have the technology to recreate this phenomenon. Wow. 
And this was, again, between 1991 and 2001 that he did this. Dr. Levengood goes on. Uh, so this doctor, do you have his, like, pedigree information? Like, what's his degrees, all that stuff? Um, he's Dr. Feelgood's brother. I just, so, I just want to make sure he's not, like, a doctor of crystallology or something. Uh, so he's a, a biophysicist from Michigan. Okay. Um, let me see. I mean, biophysicist from Michigan is—it's enough for me. I'm fine. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I mean, there's an—I I have his actual study here with the. Um, I don't have. Uh, I, I don't have his credentials pulled up in front of me. I'm sure I could get them if you really. No, wanted. no, no. I'm not, I, so, I just wanted to know like who he was. Yeah, he's if he's a if he's a professor at Michigan. You know, at Michigan University, I'm going to be okay with it. I was just making sure he wasn't like. Professor of, you know, seaweed cider. Well, so he does something very interesting. Um, <laughs> because that guy needs to be fired. Oh yeah, look there, look at he's a professor. Look oh shit, look yeah, that no, beard. he's definitely no, he's serious. Okay. He's, wearing, um, he's wearing a white coat. He takes so, it real. So um, he goes on. Doctor Levengood goes on and makes another discovery. The seeds within the crop circle have actually been exposed to an electron ion impulse. It's an effect that he subsequently was able to repeat in the lab and dubbed it the MIR. So I I refer to the study for the MIR. Yeah. Uh, it's um, they actually patented this process and called it the stress guard. Anything uh, that was and this is fascinating to me, is that they were able to replicate this and, and created a patent on the equipment that they used to deliver the electronic pulses. Nothing like this had been created before. They're the ones who have the patent on it. Okay. Um, the does, results... Does it say if it has any other uses besides this, or do they just... Well, like, hold they on. Really so one day? the result of this, uh, and they've done this on corn, tomato, carrot, and other seeds, after the exposure to the MIR, also known as a stress guard, showed increased seeding growth rate and accelerated maturity, increased yields 25 to 35%, and substantial improvement in ability to withstand typical plant stressors, i.e. lack of water and or uh, copious amounts of sunlight. Numerous field trials conducted by multiple universities and international seed companies substantiated the results by Dr. Levengood and his um, partner, John Burke. So not to sound like a total dummy... He created a, a machine to replicate the results that they found in the field, in the lab. Uh, he created a machine to replicate electron ion impulses. Yeah. So, so that's a, it's that's different from the electromagnetic or microwave energy that we don't have the technology to Did create. Did they get the same results as they got in the field? They got the same results, yeah. So what they found uh, in the field is in the seeds that were that were in the field... Uh, that were sent to him, they had an increased growth rate, an increased yield, an increased tolerance to environmental stresses. Everything that they were able to recreate with the MIR machine or the electron ion impulses that they patented in his laboratory. So he basically was able to recreate what was happening in these fields in his laboratory and patent it. It has never 
the, no machine like this is, was ever patented before. He and this and, and he and this guy John Burke recreated it in his laboratory. Wow! Has anybody been able to peer review this study and and recreate the results? Did I not just I so uh, besides s- him besides yeah his no team, I mean like has it says anyone right, checked his work is I guess what I'm trying to say. It says right here um, that several uni- multiple universities and international seed companies substantiated the results. Wow. Like this was like, and it's a, it's a big thing. Um, since John Burke's death, uh, there was a website created describing in detail, the MIR stress card process. Um, and at the results, it's not active, but there's an archive. It's uh, proceedtech.com. Um, the ability to replicate in the laboratory, many of the changes documented in crop circle plants is a strong indicator that energies utilized in the lab are also involved as causative mechanisms in the field. That's amazing. In the field, major questions is where, are these plasma systems originating and why? Holy shit. So, some of the other things that they talk about are like the non-geometrically downed crop um, and how, um, like, you know, the, uh, I don't know, they, they can do a lot and it was it's hard. I, I had to read this, this study and there's still parts of it that I haven't even gotten to yet. Um, but the the whole point is is that of all the stocks that he studied and he studied they've had thousands of samples from crop circles across the the world um most of them have this this weird uh, effect to them um what about all the crops that were done by those two guys with the board how did those look in comparison uh, and I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, I'd have to go and, and look and see if they measured those crops or, or checked them. Well, I think um, the problem is that back then they probably didn't check because they were like, okay, well, you know, Doug and Dave admitted to it, so there's no reason to do any sort of further research. Oh, that's true. So I imagine there's no pictures or anything like that. Well, I, the, I believe the pictures that Doug and Dave did, um, the crops are actually broken. Yeah, and you're not the, gonna, when they yeah. stepped on them with the boards, yeah. the crops were actually broken okay. and split at, at the ninety degrees. Um, yeah, so in some of them anyway. But in a 1992 study dubbed Project Agnes, uh, it was done by Michael Korost. Uh, he found anomalies in the plants and soil within crop circles. They had failed to find the direct causes, even with uh, even with the inconclusive evidence, it is fairly clear that some crop circles contain characteristics that cannot be replicated as hoaxers have claimed and should provide a basis of physical proof that something else besides boards is creating a certain percentage of crop circles. Wow. Seems to um, go hand in hand with Dr. Levengood's theory that electromagnetic energy and, and these electron ion impulses um, are affecting the the crops that are in the crop circles. Now, do you know... Just off the top of your head, and um, I'm, I, I don't expect you to, you know, have gone this far, but do you know if any other UFO sightings have kind of shown electromagnetic activity? Um, I've not actually even looked into that, to be honest. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't ex- necessarily expect it. Yeah. I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, if you're seeing this and we're blaming crop circles possibly on UFOs, is there any sort of correlation between UFO sightings by regular civilians in electromagnetic activity things like you know shutting off your tv shutting off your well so So the people who witness these crop circles and this is why i mention it did they say like okay you know my tv shut off last night or like my car stopped working 
next morning I went out and there's an alien. Well, these are happening in the middle of fields, right? Yeah. Like you, you yeah, got to think people that people I mean, live near these fields. I mean, people service these fields. I've I've been to Stonehenge, less than a mile away from Stonehenge. There's not a lot there. You know, it's just, it, I mean, yeah, but but some but, of these places uh, that somebody lives there because there's a barley field nearby that that's right. had crop circles. So I wonder if the farmers maybe reported it and it just was kind of ignored at the time. Um, it's possible. I can look into it. Um, I, I so uh, I want to go back real quick. So we've talked about the vortexes. We've talked about the ley lines. We've talked about people feeling things inside the uh, crop circles. Um, obviously, there are certain people who have a propensity to feel electromagnetic energy at a higher level than others and so these people have gone into these crop circles and they've had these experiences where they feel the tingling and they feel the hair on their arms and and whatnot stand up yeah which is also the big um that's the big explanation for for ghost activity right electromagnetic so the electromagnetic activity that has affected the crops in these crop circles and the crop formations um has obviously left something behind to where people who are sensitive to electro- electromagnetic fields are uh, are feeling things inside the crop circles. So when you've got people who say they've had these experiences where they've they felt overcome by emotion or they felt you know like these feelings of of you know the hair standing up in the back yeah, of their neck or whatever. Yeah. Doctor Levengood kind of confirms that there's something there that these people actually probably did feel something. That's so um, weird. The last thing I want to talk about, and I know I've, I've gone on and on, but um, there's an Australian nurse named Megan Hazelwood, and she's an independent crop circle researcher. Um, and one of the things that she has done is she's, she's actually studied crop circles for about 15 years. And um, One of the things that she talks about, which is really, really interesting to me, is that crop circles have appeared in all different types of crops, um, including silver beet and rice paddies. Really? She goes on to say, the ones in canola are the most extraordinary. Canola has a consistency like celery, and if you bend canola at a 45-degree angle, it snaps. In canola fields, the plants are bent at 90 degrees to an inch above the ground. The whole stem lies parallel with the delicate flower head still intact. If you were to stomp on canola, you uh, if you were to stomp down on canola, you would actually get a mush. The flower head would totally be destroyed, in, but in crop circles... Uh, eventually the plant will stand up again. Um, she says the the crop circle art forms which appear in remote and hard to access locations with designs layered in symbolism are, symbolism are not the work of humans. Now that's where I lose her because I don't think that aliens are coming down and making crop circles. But I definitely think that if you pair Levengood in his theory with the effects of uh, you know the electromagnetic fields on canola you probably get the same effect where uh, these things will get bent down to about 90 degrees. Um, So it's super, super interesting, but where she talks about canola and how fragile it is and how delicate uh, a flower it is, and it is simply almost unaffected. Um, It proves that, you know, someone's not going in there with a board and crushing down some canola. Um, And and how elaborate are these canola... um these canola crop circles are they are as elaborate? You say yeah, yeah. They're they're just I mean they're like any other crop circle. You know, like the going from simple to the the serpent thing. They're I mean they're crop circles. Wow. And you so know, as as the resident skeptic, I gotta say, the evidence you provided, it doesn't really 
it doesn't explain it natu- uh, necessarily, but it, it certainly it causes it, it, it casts a shadow of doubt for sure. All I wanted to do was just was kind of use what I've seen in the science to just say, hey, you know what? It may not be a hoax. There may be something else there. Good research, man. Good research. Maynard, what's your theory? I don't know if it's. I'm not saying it's aliens. <laughs> no, I'm really not saying it's aliens. But yeah. the, the whole electromagnetic thing makes you think, like. I mean, I, you know how there's, like, solar storms and things like that? Yeah. Is there some sort of energy that, you know, if. Like a. Like a. A crop field is the only place where, like, you could probably, like, kind of have something like this happen, right? Like, if, like, some sort of energy came down on, like, a group of buildings or something, it's not going to knock over a building. But if there's some sort of, you know, energy that is not, you know, strong enough to knock over, like, a bunch of crops in this pattern, you know what I mean? Like, when lightning hits something, it always forms, like, this really weird-looking tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, like, is there some sort of energy that's coming down and, like, hitting these big open fields where, you know, there's nothing around it and there's a lot of room for something like that to happen? But the Maybe. problem you run into is, is, I mean, the patterns sometimes are freaking amazing. Like, yeah, some of the well, stuff that we've, well, yeah, we've shown you guys. Yeah, I mean, the serpent that, and, and uh, the, the pie pattern. I mean, that's... That, right, but that that's what I mean. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. So, like, in, in, in nature, you only... That, nature can produce such I don't want to sound like pompous here nature can produce such perfection like circles and and things like that right but like that's something that I, I look at some of these and I just so I Jordan, don't, I don't Jordan's know showing I, Maynard a picture right now and it, it's pretty staggering I don't Make know sure that a human could produce track that of these so we can post that on the on the page yeah. I'll, I'll attach the links to the script so to me I got I got two ideas the first idea is that there's some really smart people out there at some technical college in Europe who just happen to figure this out and they can they've managed to make some amazing things. Yeah. And and then uh you know, on the other side <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but who the fuck knows? It could be it could be anything. And that's I think that's the most amazing thing about crop circles is that from all the research I did, I expected to go into this fully going, all right, you know what? We know this is a yeah. hoax. We know these two guys have claimed it. Uh, there was the, the students, like the 60 students or whatever, who filmed themselves making a crop circle um, to, to prove that, that you know, it's a real thing, that it can be, you know, human-made, man-made. And then I sit here and I do all this research and I go, God damn it, I, I don't know. I really don't know anymore. Yeah, I mean, when you when you when you talk about it and you talk about the electric, uh, electromagnetic force, the canola fields, all the that effect stuff. that it has on the seed yeah. and how it I yields mean, a, a higher amount of of crop at thirty to forty or 20, 25 to thirty five percent or whatever the the number was, blows my mind. I got nothing, Laura. What do you got? I think it's all BS. Still, I think it's people even after make... what we just talked about. Yeah. I the canola think I've fields. Always, I've never believed that crop circles have been created by aliens. Wow. Ever. Okay. Yeah, and we're not saying These aliens. Are all in we're not saying aliens. Places where people have nothing to do. But people you, are also very creative. But and he they had like said, you know, if you were to to hit canola from any angle, 
and put any sort of weight on it. It has a consistency of celery, so it would break. But they found these canola fields. It's so bent, and then it pops an back artist, up. Like, say, imagine Van Gogh, who works on a painting for, like, 10, 12 years. You don't think that he's going to find a way to get the result that he wants? Overnight, though? Overnight? How do you know they haven't been thinking about it for years? No, no, no. But what I, I'm not saying Whoever that they just it. came up with it overnight. What I'm saying is they had to do it overnight. You'd be surprised. These there are, is these are so fields. I was. You could find this whole a thing reminded me of this uh, this artist that I follow on uh, Instagram. His name is Simon Beck, and he makes snow and sand art. And it's kind of hard to to show on a phone. So look but up you can Simon see. Beck. What is his at so people can check it out? Um, Instagram Simon S I M O N Beck B E C K underscore Snow Art. So Simon Beck underscore Snow Art on Instagram. On Instagram. Check out his work. And so you're saying you think based on the intricacy of his designs. He does it all himself. Designs, he does it all. Like this is. Yeah, um, but what he's using is is not organic. He's not using plants. He's using sand and snow, sand right? Sand and snow. But I mean, still, he's doing it by himself, and he's going out there making these massive yeah. things of art. So if you had a few other guys, a few other girls that go out there and say like, "Hey, I have this whole plan," why not? You just imagine what people created. Like based, so for me, based solely on what Jordan was saying about canola and its consistency, and the fact that when you apply pressure to it, it breaks. But when they inspected these crop circles and they found the canola bends back up and goes back to the way it was, it, I just have to wonder, like, how a can will, somebody a way. be you, you, that you good? When you're at. a creative person, where there's a will, there's a way. You will okay. find a way to do it. Yeah, right. If That's someone was too. really determined to make canola not break when it bends, maybe they have time to do it, and they figured out how to do it. All right. In a large area in a short amount of time. Well, you know, earlier in the episode, I mentioned that people uh, blamed the gods for things they couldn't understand, <laughs> and I think you know maybe I might be doing that myself right now. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not convinced that it's really talented artists that are making this. I'm not convinced necessarily that it's scientists. And I'm 100% not convinced that it's aliens, but pretty much anything in between at this point. It's a pretty fascinating topic when you think about it. I, When we went into this episode, I was just like, oh, you know, it's just it, it's, it's a bunch of guys with wooden planks on their feet. And frankly, I mean, Jordan cast a pretty good shadow of doubt. So I don't know. I don't know. It could be people. But they have to have some kind of fucking technology that we don't understand yet. Or I mean, some when, method that, that, you know. Like I said, uh, you know, Levin Good, Levin Good says, and, and I, I have to go with, it, with an expert, right? But they were created with an electromagnetic, you know, there's an electromagnetic field used, or uh, I forget exactly how he says it, but there's an electromagnetic uh, energy used that they couldn't replicate. Now, did he basically just say like the only way you could do this is with an electromagnetic field? Um, uh, which seemed to be the result of some kind of electromagnetic or microwave energy exposure. Okay. He concluded I mean, this was the exposure. Uh, he. Well, you can't be a hundred percent certain when you're a scientist, so. Would seem to be is probably the strongest language he could use. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. But it, 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 again, it couldn't be replicated with technology that they had available between ninety one and two thousand one. Intelligent human being, but I'm gonna say I'm stumped. I um I was really just again I was I was kind of threw it away as a hoax and I have no idea what it is yeah. now but 
I think it's super interesting. So the consensus is Laura thinks it might be people. No, she thinks it's people. No, oh, no. Oh, it's people. Okay, so it's people. I'm going to say I'm stumped. I I am not willing to say it's people, uh, only because I know people and they're not smart. Uh, generally, in large groups, I- individually, people are very smart, but I think in large groups, mistakes happen. Maynard, you think... Well, I'm going to go with some sort of electromagnetic energy that we just don't understand or can't pinpoint. Okay. Jordan, what do you got? What do you think? It's tough to say. I, um... Right. You know, the the problem is, is like, again, I went just into this... Just pick one. You can change your mind after the show's over. The cat, <laughs> cat is purring into the microphone. I can hear it. Um... I don't know. I, okay. I honestly don't. I, yeah. It, it could be. It could be government testing. But so we got two for no idea. I, I really don't. One for definitely people, really dedicated art students that have nothing else to do. <laughs> and Jason thinks it might be some sort of supernatural energy force. Uh, who, who, why don't you? Uh, why don't you? I truly expected what? Laura to quote Jurassic we'll Park. You know, when, <laughs> when Jeff Goldblum episode. was like, uh, you know, nature finds a way. Time out, time out, time out. Nature finds a I'll way. I'll cut it and redo. <laughs> so, uh, so Jordan and I think it's it's an unexplained phenomenon right now. Did you I, say his I'm name? I'm not convinced. I said your name, Jackass. Oh, right. Uh, Jordan and I are unconvinced, uh, but given our upbringing, it's not. My our parents are very Christian. Laura thinks our ancestors it, believed in elves and in trolls. So. Yeah, and my parents believe in angels, which is equally as stupid. Laura believes that people did it, and uh, I can't blame her. But at the same time, I can't, I can't do it. I can't subscribe. Can't jump to on that, that bandwagon. In large groups, people are stupid, and I think when you grab a large enough group of people, they probably will fuck it up. And Maynard, uh, he believes in, in energy. energy, energy man, spirit energy. 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 All right. It's not Yetis though. That's what we know for sure. No. Or this aliens. time it's not. Thank you for listening. Have it's a great night. Yetis. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah, rate and, us. And, and, and you follow know us on Twitter. Hit up our Patreon because we Hit need your money. Please, God. Patreon.com slash Saj the Destroyer. Thanks for sticking with us. Thank you. Have a good night.